All right, hello world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. Uh, Sleaze, so apparently our man Victor Hovland, he does not like playing in America. Or anywhere where there's not shitloads of wind and super grainy conditions. The guys from Norway, I have never met a Norwegian that loves wind and Bermuda grass as much as Victor Hovland. Look at his five wins. Yeah. We got two at the Hero World Challenge, two at Mayakoba, and Puerto Rico. Move the Masters to Bermuda next year, put the U.S. Open in some other tropical region. But he put on a ball striking clinic and he recently went to aim point in the putting because he said he's been struggling with um, reading greens. It worked. At one point, he one putted like 18 of 26 holes. He puts it good down there and he putted from off a lot of guys. She's, she's the I don't putter from off the green. We were sitting there with Chappie this past weekend. He's like, this is the home of grain. Mm -hmm. There's not a grainier place in the world. And I think that's why maybe He's so good down there. Like his ball striking is awesome, right? That Peter Green is about as good as you're gonna find, or he's top, you know, whatever in the world. Everyone struggles chipping down there, mm -hmm. so it kind of just handcuffs like the great chippers. And all of a sudden, if you're not losing shots when you're missing greens, or you're, everyone's grabbing putter and stuff like that, it's like, all right, now it just becomes a ball striking contest, and that's, I mean, it's good. Not many he, better. Yeah, they're not many better than Victor. But he made it pretty interesting. It looked like he was gonna sure. run away when Scotty Scheffler made the double bogey on nine, and then Scotty got hot there. I believe he birdied 13, 14, 15. Um, and then Victor hitting it in the water with that I second shot. I could not believe that. A, the five-shot lead at the turn, I was like, okay, start nap. This thing's over, cruising. Then 18, I'm like, all right, it's a little bit dicey. Hit the shot out to the right. I was, You could have told me he's going to hit that next ball anywhere in the world. Chip out, whatever, and I would have believed it. Water was not what I was expecting. I mean, at that point when it went in the water, I was like, dude, we got to play out. This is going to be par double. Scotty yeah, I mean, Scotty the was in the middle of the fairway. If he gets a little jittery on that next one and does something weird, I, I was shocked that, that Scotty blew it right into the little waist area See, and made five. You could you could hear him react, though, and we heard a lot of players do it all week. He, he claimed he had a mud ball there on 18. I hated that, too. Everyone was bitch. I was like, "What's? can we not just play it up? So they did the eight, first two days. We got 18 guys here on the weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, guys are complaining already. Let's just put it in your hand. And Saturday no was a cares. disaster. There was some crazy shit that happened. I mean, iron shots going 50 yards offline. It's just, it sucks. It's a guess. There's no, there's, I mean, we all claim we think we know how to play a mud ball, but you don't. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, it's on this other side. So just yeah. aim it over there into the shit yeah, and just, just, aim and over just the have water. faith that the, the mud will bring it back the other way. It, it doesn't sucks. work like that. I, I, I just hate that. Especially when you stripe it right down the middle of the, yeah, so hit, more the rough, whatever. hit a few. I was like, okay, he might, he's going to hit a bad shot here and there, but I, I trust that guy. Yeah. If that's mud, then it's mud. Guys blame bad shots on mud a lot, but I'm like, I think these a lot of these are real. I just thought they should have played it up on the weekend. I heard Ricky Barnes call a mud ball on a par three shot one. I've been I've been calling mud ball playing <laughs> ball in hand at the rock lately too. God, uh, off true. the tee, I catch a lot of mud off the tee on my ball for some reason. Man, Victor Hovland, I, I I think you know a lot like Colin Morikawa in my opinion. I think is going to have a monster 2023. I just think Victor wasn't real happy with his year this past year. Um, you, you, you know, he, he, he's, he told us like he was frustrated. He's a, fr he's been frustrated with his game. He still was 12th in the world heading into this week. I'm not sure what he moved to now, but man, his game just, if the putter stays any bit warm, the putter can, and the putter can get super warm. The only thing that you can really point to in his game is chipping and he owns it more than anybody. I think he's probably like better. too hard on himself, but he's been, it's been a lot better. And if that's just decent, like he, when he's on, Ball striking wise, he's gonna hit as many greens as anybody week in week out. All the chipper has to do is just be decent, and he could win big. big. And I think that's that type of golf game is better suited for the big tournaments than hey, I hit it kind of scrappy, but I chip and putt great. Like it's hard to win. US, now, it's hard to win U.S. Opens. Yeah, like nowadays you gotta you gotta stripe yeah. it out there, especially in the major championships. Um, but man, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I just feel like he's built for a U.S. Open or an Open Championship. I mean, the harder the better for him. Hundred percent. I think L.A. North. See how that golf course plays, but exactly right. The harder it is to get from point A to point B on the tee to on the green, the better it suits Victor Hovland. Well, I hope he celebrated properly, most I'm importantly, because sure we're big celebratory guys, and we do it with doers. You reserve your tee time ahead of time. You plan out every hole like a mission. In golf, you're always a step ahead. But holidays, birthdays, and other occasions always seem to sneak up on you. Then you're in a rush to buy a gift. Get ahead of the game with Dewar's Scotch Whiskey. Order customized labels of personalized bottles of Dewar's 12, 15, or 18-year-old now for the people on your list. Visit Dewar's.com and get your shopping done. Get it off your plate, then spend more time playing golf. While you're on Dewar's.com, explore the entire Dewar's portfolio for a whiskey to enjoy after a round, over the holidays, or relaxing at home. And please, as always, enjoy Dewar's responsibly. Always be responsible. Uh, spoiler alert, a lot of the males in my family for Christmas 
be getting some nice tours. a boy. Way to splurge. You can't miss, though. Guys, nothing, what are they like? Golf and booze. I like those, both those things. You can't miss with that. You get a nice bottle of booze. And gambling. And gambling. I like gambling. Love responsibly, gambling. of course. Very responsibly. All right. Well, it's time for the Doers Cheers moment of the week. And I want to give a big shout out to the Holiday Classic for having us out. Put on an incredible event. We, we were actually fortunate enough to host the auction, the live auction, to represent the Navy SEALs, make money for their foundation, and we killed it, as usual. And I, wish, I want to compliment you on being such a great salesman because— I broke out the auctioneer voice. You did break out the auctioneer Impromptu. voice. You also sold two tickets to Super Bowl Forty Seven. Correct. <laughs> the the uh, Roman numerals came up there, and I was like, I knew it was 57. For whatever reason, I got up there. Live is why I've learned what L means. <laughs> that's the only reason why I know what I an L. That's the only L reason Roman you know. numeral. I didn't know what a fucking L Roman numeral was before that. If you, I'm not from Rome. I'm from here. I don't use. I don't write shit down in, in Roman numerals. I got up there. I was like, all right, two tickets to Super Bowl Forty Seven. Right when I said, I was like. It's 57, it's but I don't think it. anyone out here knows what the I, hell I'm th- I, I know did. you jumped right in. By the by the way, this foundation, the Seal Future Foundation, we followed up a guy. Uh, is a guy I've gotten to know pretty well out here. He's an unbelievable dude. Listen to this dude's track record, okay? He came out, played football in college, decided I'll go to the NFL. Played a year in the NFL for the um, Miami Dolphins. After that, I was like, nah, I don't really think football's it. Comes out, decides to become a Navy SEAL. 10 years as a Navy SEAL, four tours. After he gets done with the SEALs, he gets done. He's like, hey, what's next? I'll just go to Harvard Business School. The guy is like a fake Tinder profile. And he got up there and spoke right before us and talked about his whole story, his friends. If your eyes were dry, then you got a you got a tough tougher heart than I do. And then we had to get up there and sell some shit. I was like, can we get like a five-minute intermission for just everyone to cry, drink a little wine, you know, kind of get back into it? But they're like, nope, right up to the auction. I was like, okay, here, here's all the serious Here we shit. come. Here, here comes come the grab-ass bullshit. Yeah. I was like, can we get a can we get a three-minute intermission? He was here? awesome. But that dude's awesome. That foundation is spectacular. It basically helps SEALs. They come off of these tours. They're, they live a different in a different world than everybody else. How do you get acclimated back into society and be a productive member? They do a... Um, a hell of a job. It was awesome. He was great. We need to have him on an episode. He's special. His dude. story we'll get is, him for sure. Is very special. Um, but I just wanted to compliment you on the selling Super, super Bowl tickets. Comes with a time old. machine. Yeah. DeLorean parked right out front. I think you, I think you go, bidding. DA, you might have played in there, but you've been hitting the head a lot. You go ahead and buy them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had to take a few shots. I needed yeah. someone friendly after that. But that was a lot of fun, man. I yeah, liked it. That was a cool we, event. We've now we've done two of these live auctions, and it's always after the sad stories. And then they get up and they tell us just to be idiots. Yeah, because it's like, all for chair. And I'm like, this is, we need a, just a tiny yeah. little play. The mute, play Everyone one, go get a play cocktail, come song. back. Yeah, let's laugh a little bit before we get up there and play grab us. Can I get a third vibe? What a vibe? Look at what a vibe. My auctioneer voice was not, was not bad, by the way. Um, my doer's moment of the week. It's no surprise. As you may see, the shirt that I'm wearing that is not new, by the way. This is, I mean, that's got to be fresh. This here. is every bit of 10 years old plus. But it's been on my lucky shirt for a long time. I've been wearing it during games. It's got us through. My boys, touch me one time. Well, you My did boys, lose. Doesn't matter. No harm, no foul. I don't give okay. a damn about the conference championship. Just give my boys to the playoff. We could have won by 40 and ended up being the same seed that True. we are. But that was a long, tw- from the time we lost, like, here we come. All my friends, I'm like, they're going to they're gonna pimp us. We're going we're gonna to get out of this thing. I thought we would go to four, and then we'd have to go to Atlanta to play Georgia. Mm. Don't want to play Georgia, especially in Atlanta. And we end up staying at three. Now we get to play in Phoenix against Michigan. Got a lot of Michigan friends. It was a joyous moment when that three TCU came up on the screen. And I was like, we did it. No matter what, we did it. Little small school from Fort Worth. Shock in the world. That was, it's been a hell of a run. I think you were much more nervous. I mean, I don't really care, but I was fairly confident considering the way they lost that they were going to stay at three. There was a time there when we were kind of, we were losing by 11. I was like, dude, if they put another one on us and we kind of just lay down and die, they will 100% say they got their ass kicked. And I can kind of you were get it, to, but I was you like, you weren't going to fall out though. But I just didn't want to play Georgia, to be no, honest. I, I hear you, but I mean, you lose in overtime. You, you make it the number three seed. I mean, Ohio State, their one loss, they, they didn't play for their conference championship, and they got blown out. Yeah. It's they kind of be hard for them to move And if they move Ohio State up to, to three or whatever, I'm like, all right, so the blueprint is just don't earn your way into your conference championship game. Get as close to the top four as you can. Don't play, and then wait for good teams to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but, damn, I was still sweating balls. I still had the scar tissue from 2014. So I busted this bad boy. Slightly snug, but uh, if I'm going to wear it on the show. This is the week. So hey, shout I'm happy out to for my you. Boys. It's We're gonna be a lot of fun because, like you said, Michigan people, Trent Rathbun, Mike Mike McCann, our man over at SiriusXM. I cannot wait to hear some we of the action some, you're gonna have. Some stuff. By flying. the way, 
you know, that was with Trent. You tried to do the Michigan bet already with Trent with the email. I'm and trying he, to he, get he backed out. I want it. He, it would. I don't know what it's going to take on what I'm going to have to put up on my side to get that. But if I could write an email to the entire Whisperock directory, composed and written by me, Greg might kill you. It'd be good. <laughs> I don't pay my dues, anyways. That's true. You, know? you don't. I might come knocking for that. Anyways, shout out to my boys. It's been a fun. Whatever happens now, it's all gravy, as they say. Mm. You know what I mean? Doers will be flowing. Doers will definitely be flowing. All right, let's get to our guest this week. Mm. Up-and-coming star in the world of golf. He's won at every level he's played at. Just finished fifth at RSM, which gets him into the Sony Open in January. Was a star at the University of Texas. Lost an epic semifinal match at the U.S. Amateur to Victor Hovland out at Pebble Beach. The kid's got it, man. I'm very excited to see what he does. But Cole Hammer joins us this week. Yeah, I feel like you've been. we get into it. I feel like you've been hearing this name in golf since he was 15. Qualified well, for the U.S. Open. Played in the U.S. Open. <laughs> 15 years old. I feel like he's been around for forever. Now he's finally, you know, getting some cracks at the PGA Tour. And he's, and he's after his first few, starting to, starting to click for him. So you'll see him in Hawaii. Yeah. All right, Sleaze, before we get to Cole Hammer, let's talk about our favorite golf speaker, Rockform. The boys are back. If you're a listener of this show, you know how we feel about Rockform. We think it's the best speaker in the game of golf. Because well, the magnets, is. The magnets are incredible. The battery life is phenomenal if you get the charger thing during a member guest something like that whoopsies guess what the thing stays uh stays trucking throughout waterproof booze proof everything proof almost damn near unbreakable you walk out of your cart carrying some stuff drop it on the path things still still thumping in terms of bang for your buck there's not a better speaker out there than rock form period you want to get real wild period two of them on there pair them together that's real and it is like i said my favorite thing i just don't think you can really replace the battery life. The, I mean, the fact that you can play five, six rounds of golf on one charge, it's a game changer because we all put it back in our bag when we finish, then we forget to charge I'll it. I'll go home. I'm going to charge it tonight. Whoops, wake up the next morning, still in your bag. Damn it. And then you hear the little beep, low battery, low battery mode on hole three, and you're like, damn, it's about to end. Doesn't. Nope. Rock on the, the party rock. keeps going. All right. We got a fresh code for you. Type in subrock25. That's S-U-B-R-O-K 25 for 25% off your entire order. Go to rockform.com. Make sure you use that code subrock25. Get 25% off of Rockform. All right, here's Cole Hammer on Golf Subpar. Okay, folks, we have got one of the rising stars in the world of golf with us here today. Finished off his amateur career with a little national championship at the University of Texas. And as a pro, he's coming off a top five finish at the season-ending RSM Classic and has probably the best name in golf already. Cole hammer in the house what's up brother hey guys how's it going good to be here good man thanks for joining us i mean what what a ride it's been for you this this past several months national championship straight into pro golf finishing off the season i, I know q school didn't go the way you wanted but a t5 at rsm gets you into sony open in 2023 gotta be a nice little off season for you i tell you what uh rsm made thanksgiving tastes a lot better that's for sure i uh i can't believe you just mentioned the national championship i can't believe that was in june i mean it feels like two years ago at this point i've just played so much golf since but uh man what a ride it's been the last few last few months and um i had a little a lull in there i missed like six straight cuts on tour um on sponsored exemptions and then you know found gold on my last two in houston and rsm so i uh, couldn't be happier going to the off season yeah, you get Sony coming up, but you got a little bit of a breather right now. What's a what's a fellow like Cole Hammer like to do with the downtime? Are you a guy that can put the clubs away for a while and forget about it, or do you have to be out there every day? <laughs> it's funny. I was actually on the phone with uh, with Coach Fields at Texas last week, and uh, he he was like, "Are you finally going to be able to put your clubs away?" Because I always threaten to do it, and uh, I just can't resist the temptation. I love golf too much, but I finally did it. I I locked him in my travel bag and uh put them in a closet and i i whipped them out today for the first time since rsm so um i think solid it was pretty solid a little little over a week and uh almost i basically topped my first three wood that i hit so there's a little rust there but it was good rust top three all the greats top three not an issue with topping three woods if you never topped a three wood you never played golf so what have you been doing while you while you had the clubs tucked away what do you do yeah well let's see i wish i could give you something really interesting um we spent some time with some family in Shreveport uh, for Thanksgiving, and um, there were a couple of days in there where I think I watched like three or four movies and just like turned my phone off and then just shut the whole world out. Um, but I also I, I went to dinners with friends and um, 
I had my fair share of fun over the last you know few days. Gotta have gotta have a little Good bit of fun. You earned what, it. What kind of what kind of movies are we talking? We're talking everything. So <laughs> my caddy Bobby Hudson played golf at Texas. Um, oh, I know Bobby. Right, right, what a legend. Yeah, he's an absolute legend. But he played so he played right before. Um, you know, speed years. Uh, and anyways, he was ragging on me for not, for my, you know, poor movie knowledge. I hadn't seen like meet the parents, uh, movies of that nature. And so, uh, he made me watch that when we were in sea Island. Uh, and I basically, you know, cried laughing. And so I watched the the sequel meet the Fockers. That was solid. Um, and then I, I, I like movies like the mission impossible stuff. So I was, I was getting into that. Have you seen Sleaze just recently watched Top Gun Maverick? He was a little just late saw it, dude. I was waiting for it to come out on streaming. I can't go to theater. No, it's incredible. It's absolutely oh, yeah. you so have to, you have to go to a theater. I, I hadn't been to a movie theater since I was like twelve years old, and I went for Top Gun because, I mean, the sound effects in there were off the charts, and you can't get that watching it on your phone with the AirPods in. It's a great point, but, but serious question. Did you commit to the University of Texas at a younger age or go to your first movie? Oh, gosh. Movie. I can, I can <laughs> barely solidly say movie, barely. The first movie I ever went to, I'm pretty sure, was uh, James Bond Skyfall back in the day. So that has we're to old, be we're old, bud. so fucked. We're old. <laughs> I think I read, correct me if I'm wrong, Cole, did, is your first Tiger Woods memory the 2008 U.S. Open? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's but I've been I've day. been thinking about that lately. I uh, that's my first Tiger memory, but I think my first golf memory. I re- okay, Zach Johnson won the Masters. What year was that? Was that oh two thousand seven? Two thousand seven. I remember that, and I also remember uh, Trevor Immelman, um, which sick. was uh, was six. So yeah, I remember those. I don't remember any shots. I remember Tiger's putt at Torrey like clear as day, but I just remember, you know, hearing that Zach Johnson laid up on all the par fives and won the Masters. He did. I, seven. I would have played with him wow. in the 2008 Masters if I stayed amateur, and I tell him all the time, I was like, if it had been anybody but you, I probably would have stayed amateur. Like, I didn't want to play with the guy that plays the same game I do. <laughs> Could have had two guys fun. laying up on yeah, the Yeah, I'd laid up on a few yeah, par fours. Yeah, shit. Three yeah, shot par else, four, number one. Everybody else would take- watch the watch the rest of the tournament. Yeah, we would have been battling to see who hit first in all those greens. But take me back to the committing to the University of Texas at such such a young age. What what made you want to do that? I mean, was just Texas your dream school ever since you were basically born? Well, I kind of got to remember this was like prime time Jordan Spieth winning the national championship years, and so Texas golf was on a pedestal compared to the other um, programs. I would say Alabama was up there at the time, so Stanford. Um, I grew up in Texas. I'm from Houston and um, Texas football, Texas sports were always just like, you know, it was almost like a religion. Uh, And both my parents went to SMU. So I took a visit there. Um, Great program. Love you, brother. Uh, (laughs) Smart. Great backups. It was, it was, it was, it was between Texas and SMU. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, Austin won the battle. Um, but uh, I think a lot of it had to do with the history and what was happening with Texas at the time um, and just knowing what Coach Fields had been able to do there. Uh, and obviously, I was lucky to be able to commit when I was 14. I have, my parents have a video of me calling into uh, Coach Fields to commit from my you know living room couch at my childhood home. And I mean, I probably in the two minute phone call I had. 15 voice cracks i was it was just an absolute baby <laughs> uh and i can't even watch the video now i mean it's just it's so cringy but uh can you yeah, send it to us please yeah can we, get a, can we get just a slight peek at this we won't share uh, we, we won't put it uh, as a teaser or anything yeah there, there might be a magic Joy. word involved there yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome all right before we get back to cole hammer you gotta head over to the golf.com pro shop check out the birdie juice merch please i got a little tumbler right here it's rather nice you can get that hats Hoodies, t-shirts, got all kinds of stuff. All your favorites back in stock. So head over there now. Make sure you pick out some merch. No code needed. Automatically 20% off at checkout. Back to Cole Hammer. Do you feel cheated? You guys had an unbelievable golf team highlighted by your natty. Do you feel cheated a little bit at Texas that you missed out on the glory years of football? Like You probably grew up watching Vince that era. uh, Yeah. Colt McCoy and all those dudes. So Vince, Vince is pretty much my first sports memory. That was a five. 
um mm-hmm. which yeah that's just shocking but anyways uh yeah i mean growing up watching those guys do what they did like vince young and then colt mccoy i mean it, it basically i mean i thought that's what i was going to get for four years and then it turns out you know i'm getting a, a 500 program i loved everybody involved with the program but it's just hard you know being a texas fan everybody thinking we're back at the beginning of each season and uh you know lo and behold we we compete with the best teams and then lose to the worst teams in, the, in our conference and it just you know Colt, we were talking about Bobby a second ago. He is like a Texas football fanatic, and so he's been uh, culturing me on the team lately. And, I mean, sometimes it can be hard to be a Texas football fan, but I guess that's the best part of it is that we have such upside. But it was – sometimes it's hard being a fan of uh, a team that you expect to be great, and just it doesn't happen. Well, you before we started this, you were telling me you can't imagine being a Cowboy fan. It's got to be difficult. Uh it's very similar to what you got going yeah, on in Austin. There. Think of the same thing. Just put a star on the helmet <laughs> yeah, instead of a horn. It's, it's the same thing. shit. Yeah, that's fair. Put it this way. I'm glad I'm not from Dallas. And so I don't have to deal with that twice. Cause that's a good uh, point. Yeah. The guys from Dallas, like, you know, Cody Gribble and Spieth and all those guys, they're, they're having to put up with all that nonsense. Um, you know, for you however many games that is. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Colt McCoy. He's the best quarterback we got here in Arizona, by the way. <laughs> we need to bench Kyler Murray's ass. Him and Russell Wilson oh. should go hang out together. Who's more like, no kidding. do you think, by their team? Uh, uh, is there a C? Cole. Option C? <laughs> oh, yeah, option C. Cole McCoy's incredible. Cole's Everybody been doing it for seven. He's been in the league for forever, too. 15 years. I talk about a team guy, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you could rally a bunch of five-year-olds around him. He's awesome. And uh, Kyler, you know, I mean, went to is a five year old. So he's, he's not my favorite anyway. Yeah, he is the five year old that, that might not listen. But you know, so I don't really like how uh, y'all's team is being coached right now either, to be honest. But it's just kind you of the way Cliffy? it goes. And Cliffy, my, my, twin, yeah. my twin, Cliff. Uh, yeah, your twin. Yeah. Hey, you yeah. know what? I I think you actually you, you might have him beat there, Colt. Mm. He's uh, you've got a better right. looking wise. You've got a You've got a better beard, 100%. Yeah, but he's got a better everything else. It's bullshit. No, no, no. I think you guys are pretty comparable, honestly. But he doesn't Six have to one half dozen. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> true. See the top of the head a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Slightly more. <laughs> Anyways, next subject, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Uh, you're, are you a Texans guy then? Where's your home base? Are you gonna, Have you decided you're going to be in Austin, Houston, Dallas? Where are you going to set up shop? So... Uh, I'm in Houston for the time being. Uh, I can tell you I won't be moving to Austin. Uh, I feel like I'll just be caught up in, in the, the college atmosphere if I move there. Um, Dallas is definitely an option. Uh, I know so many guys there in Dallas, which is one of the downsides to Houston. Houston's home, but there's nobody There's nobody here. I've got you know, maybe five or six guys that I can play with on a regular basis, and everybody's so spread out. But in Dallas, I mean, shoot, you – pull up to Merido and there's 20 guys who want to play at any given moment. Um, but I know I'm going to stay in Texas. Uh, you know, maybe at some point I'll, I'll move away, but Texas is, is where I want to be for now. I just close to home and um, that's what I know. Um, so I'm going to, and it's central. You can travel anywhere. Easy yeah. to best travel. Yeah. Dallas. Is, that's the one thing I miss about Dallas. I, I miss a few things, but the travel out of Dallas was so easy. But as you mentioned, a lot like out here in Scottsdale, I mean, you can get games four or five times a week with 10 to 15 tour players. I mean, that's how you get better is playing against guys that are every bit as good as you or or maybe even better. Yeah, there's no question. And uh, I, I don't necessarily have that where I play in Houston. Um, so you like, just slap everyone up, around? Well, hey, there's nothing wrong with slapping everyone around every once in a while. It mm-hmm. makes you feel good about yourself. But, uh, yeah, the course that I grew up on, I mean, there's, there's not one other – you know, competitive golfer there. So uh, it's kind of me, myself, and I. But so I'll have to, you know, evaluate where I'm going to be in a couple of years. I'm living at home right now. So, you know, cutting costs where I can. It's good rent. Mm-hmm. It's good rent. That free rent. Don't yeah. take that for granted. And hey, you look, can always drive back to Houston if you want to whoop some ass. If you get tired of all the good games in Dallas, you don't want to drive away. It's true. I do have a good group, good group hey, here that I can do that. T- Taylor Montgomery's been living at home, and it's doing all right for him. I mean, he is just printing checks out there on the PGA Tour. Touché. No kidding. That guy is finding the bottom of the hole and very quickly. He can. He's roll doing the rock. He's doing large yeah, things right now. 
quickly. I want to I want to go back because we mentioned you committed to Texas at in eighth grade. You also played in the U.S. Open at 15 years old. Okay, like I just can't imagine what that would be like. Can you remember like what you were feeling that week going there and looking down the range, being like, "My God, these are the best players in the world," and I'm out here at a major championship. It was. I kind of describe it as a circus. Um, I, you know, the the closest thing that I I could relate it to was a uh, you know like a U.S. Junior qualifier. Like when I was that young, like that's all I had to go off of. And then when I showed up at the at the u.s open i mean my eyes were were opened and and have never shut since i mean it was it was wild I, one of my range sessions i was hitting next to rory uh and obviously i idolized rory growing up and so i just to turn around and as a 15 year old and see rory McIlroy hitting balls next to you and, and you're actually hitting balls next to him is pretty wild um and then i remember tiger <laughs> tiger the, the range at chambers was pretty big but tiger didn't want to hit balls next to the rest of us so he took his bag of balls and hit on the other side of the fairway bunker <laughs> and uh you know me being a 15 year old and, and curious i walked over there and uh you know hit some balls out of the fairway bunker next to tiger just to watch him hit and uh i was i just soaked it all in i mean going in i was a stubborn 15 year old and thought that i could win the tournament but then uh looking back on it when i I couldn't reach two of the fairways. I, I pretty much didn't have much of a shot. So Vegas. <laughs> what was, was it like? Vegas. <laughs> go ahead. Do what? No, I was just no, go ahead. say Vegas, Vegas did well with my yes. odds for sure. <laughs> what, what was it like when they announced your name on Thursday and you, you put the peg in the ground for the first time? It was pretty neat. Uh, so Monday, as you all know, is like the first day that fans can come out. Um, and I had never played in front of a crowd before. And I was playing a practice round with Spieth and, so I was honestly more nervous on Monday than I was teeing it up on Thursday because um, I'd kind of been exposed to the crowd and um, just everything that was going on. But, yeah, I, I just remembered – I remember, like, pulling my first tee shot into the left rough um, and just being thankful that I, you know, hit it forward and uh, and then hit a miraculous shot to, like, 15 feet. And um, I just wanted to have perfect speed on the first putt tap it and left it on the front lip for birdie but it was uh yeah and then once i got that first hole under my belt it was it was off to the race i actually got off to a decent start um i was like two over through my first 11 holes and i had like a 30 footer for birdie and it horseshoe lipped out and then after that i, I just completely fell apart um you beat tiger anyways. by three. Oh. You beat Tiger by three in that round, so maybe he should have been nervous hitting balls next to you in that bunker. How was your contact out of that fairway bunker standing next to Tiger Woods as a 15-year-old? Uh, you know, there, there, are some, there are some good ones and there are some bad ones. Uh, I, you know, I, when I skull one, I, I'd grab that next ball really quickly, put it that way. But, uh, no, it was, it was pretty neat. Good, good idea, though, by the way, playing with Jordan Spieth in a practice round to kind of get comfortable. I mean, here he is coming off winning the Masters in April. I mean, he is the man in the game of golf, and here you are Monday. I mean, there's, there had to have been thousands of people out watching him play a practice round. There were. Wait, and you. Pretty, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was pretty wild, honestly. I'd never seen anything like it, um, and, and kind of in the middle of nowhere, Washington. So, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty wild. But um, nine holes with speed. I played with Gribble also. Uh it was just, it was just a blast and it kind of got me settled in for the rest of the week. Um, but I mean, it feels like a, a dream now so long ago. I, I still can't believe Spieth was, what was he? 20, 21, uh, 20 or 21, something 21, like that. 21. Yeah. 21. And he, I, I swear he looks the same now. It's like he hasn't aged a day. It's unbelievable. He's getting more hair too. He can afford that good medicine. He's getting more hair. <laughs> He's the only dude gaining hair as he gets older. It's unbelievable. He's Benjamin Button. How's your relationship yeah. with Jordan? Is he like your guy you go to for advice? Like before some of these starts you've been getting, do you talk to Jordan? Is he is he a mentor if you want to call it that? Uh, I mean, he's there. I don't I don't call him or talk to him very very much. I mean, I, the tour is getting younger and younger, as y'all know, and uh, I've got some contemporaries who are out there. And so I've been able to pick their brains a little bit, like somewhat, you know, like a I'm trying to think like a, I'm closer to Scotty than I am to Jordan just because of the age gap. So I've been able to talk to Scotty a little more than I have Jordan. Um, but Jordan's been great. We have the, the same agent, uh, Jay Danzi at WME. And so we obviously cross over quite a bit. Um, 
but um yeah no i don't i'm not calling him on tuesday mornings asking him for you know what i should eat how do you chip yeah speaking of scotty scheffler i mean you know him very well you are close in age what was it like for you watching him just absolutely take the pga tour by storm this year win four times win the masters and become number one player in the world i got chills honestly it was so cool watching you know obviously scotty's had a a decorated amateur career and decorated whatever career. And, um, he, I mean, he was knocking at the door for so long and finally see him push through and win a few times was just unbelievable. I remember screaming at the TV, uh, at the waste management. Um, and then, you know, the masters was cherry on top of everything. I mean, he was just, he was the best player in the world at the time. And, uh, there's, there was no, no question about it. And the best player won the masters, which, you know, Augusta does that a lot you know the best player in the world tends to win there so it's uh i was so happy for him and uh you know his wife meredith is great too and so um yeah i'm sure he's had a fun year as well yeah he's going right now and i like going back to your u.s open at that age i feel like i've been hearing your name around the amateur golf world and then college golf for forever now did you ever contemplate and you had every opportunity to turn pro after two years or whatever at texas Did that ever enter your mind or are you always a four-year guy uh, it, it entered my mind, uh, but I went in wanting to be there for four years and wanting to get a degree and win a national championship. And honestly, I had a, a great freshman year um, and we almost won as a team. We lost in the finals to Stanford, um, beat Oklahoma State, beat Oklahoma, um, and and then just came, came up short in the finals. And I uh, had had such a great year that I, you know, potentially could have had the opportunity, but it was the same year that Victor Avalon and Justin uh, and Colin Morikawa were coming out of school. And so I figured that it probably wasn't in my best interest to do that. And on top of that, I wanted to win a national championship so bad after coming up just short. And then, you know, my sophomore year uh, was pretty much obliterated because of COVID. And then, so there was, there was no reason to come out and try to play, um, you know, and, tour events or whatever because the schedule was so messed up and then um the following year uh i didn't play too great um and and then i just wanted to come back my senior year to try to win a national championship so it was it ended up being an easy decision at the end of the day you know i talked to coach fields yesterday and that's one thing he kept saying was just he was committed to winning a national championship like he did not want to leave texas until he got that done what was that like to finally your senior year here at Greyhawk, right down the road here in Scottsdale, to get the job done and win a national title with those guys. That was unbelievable. I mean, the crazy thing about our team was we we grew up together. I mean, I grew up five minutes from Travis Vick, ten minutes from Mason Nome, and then the Cooties are from Plano, um, just outside of Dallas. And so we played junior golf together since we were ten years old. And um, the camaraderie we had on our team just personally, I think, was different than, than some other teams. And um, we had so much fun pushing each other every day. And uh, the junior year kind of meltdown that we had stung um, because we had a pretty solid year. And then um, next thing you know, we're you know not even making it to the fourth round of stroke play. And uh, I think that just kind of lit a fire in us. And um, we, we all pushed really hard. And we almost lost the cuties there for a second when they, when they broke their arms. But okay. yeah, I wanted to ask about that because I mean, thing. Are, they're identical twins. Okay. And they yeah. have an identical injury. Like how, how does that happen? Yeah. Just explain the whole injury. So I wasn't there. I was sick and it was the last workout of the fall. Um, and I walked downstairs like seven thirty in the morning and my, my other roommate, Will Thompson, uh, just looked at me and goes, not good, dude, not good. And I look over at the sink and Pearson's got his arm in, in the sink, like under on ice. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, Pearson, what'd you do? And then, and then Will starts telling me that Parker did the same thing. And I'm thinking to myself, what do you mean he did the same thing? And Will's Will goes, well, they ran into a wall at the exact same time and hurt the exact same bone in the exact same arm. Uh, and I'm like, there's no way. Like you can't, you can't make it up. It's, it's no. pretty astonishing. I mean, the, I saw pictures of their x-rays and uh, I mean, the, the, the break itself was almost identical to, I mean, Pearson's was a slightly worse, but um, something that I, I just, you, you can't explain it. 
That's incredible. It's like one of those voodoo dolls where you stick a pin in it and it hurts somebody. It's like if something happens to you, it happens to me. How did they? This is how did they get the injury though? You said they ran into. Oh, the sorry. Like, I still so don't we were, know how it happened. Relay. Okay, race, so it was a it was a relay race, and uh, the they were going one wall to the other wall, and the the cootie boys were the anchors to to the relay. So obviously everybody else is kind of slowing up to slap each other's hands, uh, but the cooties were you know race to the death and they're some of the most competitive people you've ever seen and um so that wall they were going to break the wall before the wall broke them but unfortunately the wall got the best of them that time and they both the wall won they both put their from what i've heard is they both put their right arm out and uh pearson like stumbled into the wall and so his arm looked like it went backwards and he fell and then parker slammed into the wall but he didn't trip and then parker looked down and saw pearson writhing in pain and parker was like ah no way that's that can't be me and then he went down and it was just a whole whole you know whole deal that thankfully resolved itself before the national championship no kidding wow that is just crazy who won the race sounds like pearson parker parker oh parker and and he loves to tell it too that's Just even asking. worse if you lost and got injured. We both broke our arms, but I broke mine But faster. I won, yeah. But I won, yeah. <laughs> I got to think the twin. relay race is, is no longer a part of the Texas golf training program, I would think, after something like that. Yeah, I don't think so either. It really wasn't part of the training program to begin with, but, you know, a bunch of 22-year-olds coming up with, you know, relay races at 6.30 in the morning probably isn't the smartest thing in the world. No, but, I mean, you've been on – a winning national championship at Texas. You've been on two winning Walker cup teams. Obviously team golf is very important and you're very, very good at what's the bigger thrill for you winning a Walker cup or national championship. Mm. <laughs> I'm I'm going to have to go with the national championship. You spend so much time wow. with, with those guys. Walker cups. Unbelievable. I'm not, don't get me wrong. It's like the coolest golf experience I've ever had. There's no question about that. I just think that winning a national championship with guys that you, you know, yeah, we play golf, but I'm going to say blood, sweat, and tears that you shared that with. Like it's, uh, it's just different. I don't know. We, you know, three years to four years of hard work goes into winning a national championship, and um, you know, it's really a week to win the Walker Cup. So, but there's nothing like hearing your name called, uh, you know, representing the USA, Cole Hammer, and then lifting that trophy. Now, I think the the Walker Cup celebration might have been more fun than the national championship simply because we got back to Austin so late that night. There was really not much to do, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd go national championship. And you got Stuart Hagestad who can buy beer. It's a good point. That's cool. It's nice to have an old guy on the team. By the way, he told me to mention you're welcome for letting you get the clinching point at Seminole. He said he'll, he'll know what I'm talking about. He said, did you a he favor by closing this guy that. out so early? He texted me about that literally two days ago, and uh, he, he, he almost be on the same wavelength or something. But he, uh, I forget, it was, USGA posted something, and he was like, "Don't ever forget that, it, you know, your big brother let you let you have that one." And uh, I beat my guy so bad for you. I dirt not my guy so quick. I let you drag <laughs> well, yours out till seventeen, so you could be the guy. Which is funny because he his match was still he was smoking his guy. He was like probably six up but he didn't win until he was on 16 the guy the guy snuck a few back on him and uh you know so i won before he did but you know i'll let him have it he can run off into the sunset (laughs) he will and he'll buy beer yeah uh one thing obviously a very popular topic in the game of golf this year has been live you know a couple young guys you know eugenia chikara um a couple others have decided to make that jump have you had any communication with them have there been ever any thoughts of you possibly going over and playing live uh for me no i uh i was never contacted um nor would i have taken a meeting honestly uh you know i'm on team pga tour there's no question i want to compete to to win um big tournaments and um, have a legacy. Uh, and I just feel like that's not a, that's not a possibility on live. And, um, I understand why some guys have gone, um, don't get me wrong. I think it's a great opportunity for some of the guys at the tail end of their career and and whatnot. Um, you know, at some point, I think there's going to have to be a little bit of overlap between the PGA tour and live. Um, just because I, I, 
you know, golf is such a cohesive sport and there's some massive divide in, in our game right now. And I honestly hate to see that um, because there's guys on the live tour who, you know, like a Cameron Smith or a Joaquin Neiman who are superstars. And I personally would love to play against those guys at some point um, just because, you know, you to be the best, you've got to beat the best. And um, I still still think that there's great players out there um, on live. Um but I'm I'm fully focused on the PGA Tour, and uh, that hasn't been an issue for me. I like that, Cole. Do you think the PGA like you came off with, you finished in the top five at PGA Tour U, so then you got starts on the Corn Ferry Tour right out of there. Now they're making it so a guy that's on the top could go straight to the PGA Tour. Do you think this deters any of these guys from possibly taking a look at live going forward? The top guys that are coming out, knowing that they have immediate starts on the Corn Ferry at least, and potentially PGA Tour. I, there's no question about it. Liv would have to do something, you know, drastic to get those guys away from that BJ Tour U program. I mean, if when I was a sophomore in college and and if somebody came up to me and told me there was a PJ Tour card on the line, if you finished number one in your class your senior year, I mean, I I mean, I stayed already, but there'd be no question in my mind that I would stay and I'd do it a hundred times over. It's just such it's way too good of an opportunity to pass up. I think the PGA tour is really smart to do this, um, to combat, you know, I don't know if it's directly correlated with live or whatnot, but, um, I think it's a great program that, uh, will definitely induce a lot of guys to stay. That's going to be a lot of fun. If two guys are like really, really close coming down that final and stretch one card. and there's one PGA tour card on the line. I mean, my God, one, a national championship is one thing, but a PGA tour card. Oh boy. Yeah. What if you need yeah. par on the last, That'll be fun to watch. To win the natty, but a birdie gets you your tour card. Like, ah, I'm going to go for it. Well, that's what they've, uh, they've done, too, is they've made the national championship like a, a higher rated event. And so it has, you know, double the amount of points as every, everything else. So even this year, I finished fifth. And uh, it was it came right down to, like, you know, one of the last few putts. It was it, it's it's going to be a nail biter and I'm excited to watch it. It'll be it'll be good no TV. How's the jump been? Cole, like, I mean, you came right off the national championships, started playing corporate events. Now you finished top 30 in your last two PGA Tour events, Houston, and then the fifth at the RSM. How's the jump been? Like, are you, you've been around these guys for so long. I got to imagine like the off factor for you is, is pretty minimal. Yeah, I would say the off factor was pretty almost non-existent when I, when I turned just because I was fortunate enough to play in a bunch of, uh, majors and, and, or a bunch, I played in four majors as an AM and, uh, and I think that really calmed my nerves, but I think there was a jump in terms of, uh, just the competition and, uh, the way that tournament, I, I think PJ tour events and, or just professional golf events in general with the two day cut are just so different than amateur golf because amateur golf, you know, you've got three rounds for the most part. And, you know, you, even if you have a bad first day, you can almost still win the tournament, but on the PGA tour, if you have a terrible first round, I mean, you basically, you know, calling United airlines. Um, and, uh, unfortunately I had to do that like six times this summer. I, I played a, you know, a few good tournaments on the corn Ferry tour. Um, but the PGA tour, I was, I was batting, you know, zero. So I think that was a little bit of a learning curve, just realizing that, um, I do have what it takes and, uh, I don't have to, you know, shoot 59 every time I go out there. I was just putting so much pressure on myself to, to go out there and, and win that as soon as I'd make a bogey, I'd, I'd just spiral. And then I, I finally took a deep breath this fall and, um, uh, realized that I was good enough to play out there and, um, gotten a rhythm. Yeah. You seem to be getting very comfortable, getting better each start and you get another chance at Sony open coming up here in about five or six weeks, which will be a great golf course for you. One that you could go play really well at Sleaze, I think it's time to get to the E9. Let's go Cole. You All ready? Right. You ready? You ready? Mr. Hammer. Always ready. For e9. God, imagine being called Mr. Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. It's the best. All right. Yeah, go. All right. We asked this to everyone. You can be anyone dead or alive for a day. You get to live in their shoes for a day, walk in their shoes for a day. Who's it going to be? Babe Ruth. Oh, interesting. Tit dangers. If you had said Mickey Mantle, I might have started laughing because of that letter that came out recently. But Babe Ruth, very interesting. Babe Ruth, yeah, the great Bambino. You know, it's just like you watch watching Sandlot growing up, and then just knowing all the history behind the Yankees and, and what Babe Ruth 
did for the sport of baseball. It's baseball is like my favorite sport to watch. Um, I played it growing up um, until I hurt my elbow uh, and had to switch over to golf. But yeah, Babe Ruth would be some relay, relay race. <laughs> yeah, relay race. I think we could. Yeah, yeah, that gets a lot of great players. I heard you like break down pitchers' throwing motion and everything, like the the release patterns. I mean, shoot, I can do it all. Colt, come on. That's impressive. <laughs> That's impressive. Can you bang on a trash can or anything? Yeah, like no that? wonder you're in Houston, dude. No wonder they're winning all the shit. I, exa- I mean, shoot, it takes one to no one, right? I mean, there's. I, I just hate the the stigma around the Astros right now. It's brutal, but I'm glad we've vindicated ourselves this year. That was pretty special. That's helpful to wipe the stank off that last one. We'll get yeah. to some more baseball questions here. All right, here's one for your fellow Longhorns. Assume these three guys. I'm about to mention we're all on a game of Jeopardy. I need you to rank where they're going to finish in order. You got Jordan Spieth, Scotty Scheffler, Bo Hostler. Winner second, last. In ter- in terms of their golf game or in terms of No, no, Jeopardy. Jeopardy, dude, just brains. Oh, brains, brains, brains. Oh, okay. Well, I put hmm. I feel like Bo would be really sneaky good at that. He's got some He's got some interesting little little quirks that make him really smart. I'm gonna go Bo first, Scotty, and then Jordan. Yes. Wow. Oh, I would have gone Bo, Jordan, Golden. Scotty, but okay. Oh my God. Do you feel like Bo is an underachiever for taking all the way to age 17 to play in the US Open? What a loser. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, he's two years behind the curb. I mean I, he looked 35 he, though. I mean. He was like a 35 year old with braces. <laughs> By the way, we love Bo. Have you seen his uh suede jacket? Oh he's yeah, got a killer suede jacket, dude. He was he wearing it here on great... golf subpar. Oh, did he? He was yeah. wearing a he oh. was wearing a great little uh, Tito's vodka uh, little beanie that covered his ears in Sea Island. It was, he was the star of the show, and he was loving it too, walking around, and he knew it looked good. He's such a beauty. Other than the cat thing, which is weird, but different conversation. All right, yeah, he likes Jordan. Last, that's interesting. Wow, Jordan, not gonna like, like that. He likes cats. Yeah, yeah, Bo has dude. cats. He it's has weird. cats everywhere. We can't figure it out. Okay, see, I didn't. I, I did not know that. I don't know if I can. Talk yeah, to that's him a that's a red flag. Yeah, keep your distance. All right, next one. You and the Cootie Twins, Parker and Pearson, were known as the Three Amigos, according to Coach Fields. Okay, but you are out of the equation. Those two are on the 18th hole. Greyhawk, your life is on the line. You get to pick one of them to play, and they have to make par, or you're dead. God, we're just throwing make- people under the bus. You have to but make par, at, they're dead. You taking Parker or Pearson? At Greyhawk? 18 at Greyhawk. I don't know why. I just picked that old. It's hard. So I got to pick one. I can't take like certain parts of their games and say this no, is what I want. No, you pick one. If you make par, you're alive. If you make bogey, you're dead. Yeah, dude. High stakes. Gosh, this is brutal. You're going to have no friends after this. <laughs> I am going to have no <laughs> friends after this. I'm going to tell both of them sorry in advance, but uh, I probably Pearson. I think Pearson, mm. Pearson's got a little killer in him, and I think I he like would, it. Yeah, I mean Parker can do it too. I'm not. Don't get me wrong, but nope. Pearson. Grab some bench, Parker. Nope, you're Parker, out. you are sidelined. Parts, <laughs> go get in the race game. God, we're losing friends. We don't normally do it like this, but I'll give you one here. It doesn't involve throwing any of your friends under the bus. Which athletic accomplishment is more legitimate in your mind? The Astros World Series in 2017 or Patrick Reed's bunker shot out of the sand at the Hero in 2019? Okay, I'm going to say the Astros World Series because you still got to hit a 95-mile-hour fastball, but if you tee a ball up in the bunker, there's about 50% of the golfing population that can hit that. So, Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. They both cheated, let's be honest. (laughs) I'm not saying they didn't. I'm not saying they didn't. Cheating is cheating. All right, next one. When do you think Texas will officially be back? I'm going to give it. If we had another year on top of next year in the Big 12, I think we would <laughs> be back. If next we, year. So, no, no, no. Yeah. In like two years, I think if we were still in the Big 12, we would be back simply because. But you're not. Well, I is know. Quinn going to leave now that Arch is coming in? You got a, well, you got a whole heard, scandal on your hands now. I've, I've heard that Arch is 100% redshirting his freshman year. So apparently, you know, his family wants him to learn the system and whatnot. So. If that's the case, I don't think Quinn's going anywhere. I, you know, we might lose Hudson Card um, to somewhere else, but if we can keep 
what we have intact. I mean, we're losing Bijan Robinson, who's like, you know, best running back in college football. Um, obviously biased, but he's pretty unbelievable. Uh, and so that's gonna that's gonna be rough. But I think I think we're gonna need a couple years in the SEC to really find our footing. Side question. Who, who's okay, re- side question. Whose recruiting trip was better? Yours or Arch Manning's? I know, I know which one, I know which one they spent more money on, but I can guarantee you I had more fun than you did. Oh, I like hearing that. And Arch took all the way to like 17 or 18 to commit. Mm. Indecisive bump. You got to pick at 13. Yeah, I was planning, I was planning my visit since I was 14. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. It was great. God, that's probably a great town to take it. Oh, me too. Can we uh, backtrack? Um, can we break the news that Arch Manning is redshirting? Is that official news? We're gonna run with that anyways, regardless of what you say. But we can we can run with we can run with that here. But you know, I yeah, you didn't hear it from me. Okay, yeah, no, that's well, our we did, well, we did. It's our little yeah, secret. Well, Sleaze, yeah. cool. Sleaze, what's up, Drew Stoltz? <laughs> According to me, throw I mean, me that, out there. No one cares if that, you report that, fake that, stuff anymore. Go hop on last week. Go hop on mm-hmm. horns two. Go hop on horns two four seven, and I think you might see a few little, little gossip. Oh, the rumblings have already started. I mean, you can say yeah. anything nowadays. That one reporter uh, last week was saying Lane Kiffin was one hundred percent going to Auburn, oh, and yeah, he got on there and he goes, "No, I'm not," and he just signed an extension with Ole Miss. No, it's yeah, that guy. That guy's dude, taking some. Make up anything. That guy's taking some heat right now. He might lose his journalist yeah, I, job. Lane Kiffin's clapback was great. Yeah, he got him. Yeah, it was good. He got him. It's all long con. He's, he's, been, he's looking for. He's been good at that. He clapped Jimbo pretty hard this year too. That was great. Yeah, he's not afraid to stir up some shit, old Lane. No, no, he's not. <laughs> I like whatsoever. him. Uh, all right, give you. Uh, I'll give you just a little. You know, the birdies. Our boots on the ground reported that uh, I need you to confirm or deny this that you were the most sought after recruit for all the fraternities at UT, but you did not commit. I heard that a lot of a lot of Greek letters wanted you to be a part of them. Yeah, you know, I interviewed them all, mm-hmm. and none of them, none of them made the cut. Honestly, it just I had to spread the love. Wow. I, I, Texas I'm, I'm press. I wish, that, yeah, I, wish just... I wish that was the case. I we're you know we weren't allowed to pledge, but uh, I had so I went to a high school with 150 people, and 45 of them went to Texas out of the 150. Oh. So I had. Yeah, and pretty much all of them did Greek life, and so and they they spread out a little bit. So I had, you know, my fair share of chances to go to the different fraternities and, and see what they're all about. But um, yeah, it was it was very frowned upon to uh, you know tie yourself down to one of the fraternities. Unfortunately, yeah, stay a free agent. About best yeah. best sorority at Texas. Oh, oh gosh, I like well, them all. Well, mm-hmm. my girlfriend's a Pi Phi. You should but, probably say that yeah, one. Yeah, it feels like the right one. I can't. I mean, you know, I'd love to. I'd love to make her mad. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Theta. Theta is pretty darn theta. good at Texas. Wow. I know. Pi Phi. It, it's Ooh. like at Texas. It's like Pi Phi, Kappa, Theta. They kind of go by PKT and then Zeta. They're all. They've got their own. Uh, their own vibe for sure. But I'm going. I'm going Theta today. Changes. So, to, it so changes. to piss her off, you don't go with the you don't go with number two in line. You go with number three, just to really piss her off. Yeah, perfect. They're on the pedestal, but they're not even close. <laughs> I, to I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's the skank. That's gotta, the skank sorority. <laughs> just gotta keep her on her toes. Just gotta keep her on her toes. Oh, that's, that's awesome. sharp. That's sharp. That's a smart move. All right, we've well, already played in three U.S. Opens. We're just gonna look ahead and say you win one. What's the first thing you're filling the U.S. Open trophy up with? Mm. Well, let's see. I want to go back deep to what I started with. So let's say I'm a simple, I'm a simple Coors Light guy, and I'm 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 throwing right. that in there. I know that's probably I, knew it, dude. I know that's probably a frowned upon answer, but I'm that's what I'm rolling with. It's it's hard. I'm okay to hate. with it. That was our guess. It's hard to yeah. hate, easy to drink, and uh, you know, I guess when you win the US Open, you're not worried about it, but it's pretty pretty cheap to fill it up. <laughs> and you can put a lot of them in there. And also, our dumb friend Gary Woodland didn't realize that the top screws off. He was drinking out of the bottom of it. So when you win it, just remember you can screw the top of the lid off and pour it in, in the actual trophy. Interesting. Well, yeah, Gary is I, not. I, I might have been. It, I might have been in Gary's. <laughs> I, I might have be... been in Gary's shoes. He, yeah, yeah. Nah, you would have figured so it he, out. Gary, I want to be very clear to, about that. 
Gary used to take from Chuck Cook, so he spent a lot of time in Austin. And uh, I played with him at the the Open um, at uh-huh. St. George's. And, uh, yeah, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck sent him on a uh, little goose chase around Austin once, and uh, it was quite the, quite the story. Gary has had lessons from 97 of the top 100 coaches in the in the world. He's worked with everyone. Let's see. So, I mean, he needs the 98. He needs you, right? He's going to get there. He he's going to get there. He can't afford me. He needs this. He needs one of these guys. He's seeing the wrong kind of doctors. He don't need a swing doctor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. You can get in there with Gary's brain and fix what all is going on in there. It's a dark place. Next question. That guy. Okay, this is more of a request. Okay. This is more of a request, Cole, than it is a question. But can you please just confirm on the show right now that you will be partnering with Adam Long in the Zurich Championship, thus creating the greatest team name of all time, Team Long Hammer. Do it for the people, bud. We need in. this. Where's the handshake? Cole will be down there on the grounds. We got Long Hammer. Yep. I, I mean, I would love to be y'all in contention down there. What, who's, who's first place? Long Hammer's Long deep hammer? into this thing right now. <laughs> Well, you could also go Alex hammer, hammer with the approach it should work out well. Oh. oh my God. It'd I be mean, the best. Or you could go with Alex Smalley, little Smalley hammer, Smalley hammer. You go I the would, opposite way with it. It's not I as good for your rep. I'd withdraw. You can't do that. Can't right. do Smalley long hammer. We, I will broker this for you tonight. If you just give First me the off, nod. No one else wants to play with Adam long. So there's a great opportunity for you could do. There's a little stretch. You could do hoagie hammer. That doesn't really work, but, you know. Try it's almost to, like hog, yeah. Almost. Hog hammer. I like the long hammer. Long hammer, dude. Be, you go down in history. I what would. a great option, though. Just There's no bad team names with your with your name. No. Anyways. No, hey, we're, we're all focused on the pip nowadays. I mean, I shoot. I might squeeze, that might vault you into the top 20 top, immediately. Top 100, yeah, at least. Are you kidding me? You get on that leaderboard at the top team long that will live in every meme for the history of life that's worth at least five million so anyways think about it and let me know and it's done deal all right will do all right last last one would you rather get a boomer sooner tattoo or have cheese smothered over every meal the rest of your life no 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 mm. what is this cheese hate i don't understand I, the cheese hate so i think i th- i think that i could learn to like cheese i i am not and under any circumstance, putting a boomer sooner tattoo anywhere on my body. I mean, might as well just end it right there. I mean, I can't, I, I just can't do it. I, what, my body, you, like, I, I would just, physically, my skin would react to it 100%. So is it like you don't like the taste of cheese or you just don't eat it because it's not that good for you? Uh, I don't like the taste. Now, I, it's weird though. I like pizza and I like, uh, Queso, That's and I like, I know, and a cheeseburger. Queso, Queso means no, the cheese so. in Spanish. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. Hot, hot cheese, I like. Cold cheese, I can't do. So, like, cheese on a like a, a sub, I'm out. Uh, like overloaded. But a burrito, you're in. Yes, burrito, I'm in. That's that's very strange. It's weird. Okay. All right, it's weird. I tried to, I tried okay, to right. eat a, uh, I tried to eat like a little, uh, cheese cube. Not too long ago, I was peer pressured into doing it, and almost didn't make it through. Still, <laughs> still better torture. than still better than an OU tattoo. It's yeah, that's a tough one to bounce back from. Well, more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, meet one half of the 2023 Zurich Classic champions, Long Hammer. Long Hammer, bud. Let's do this thing. Let's bring it home. Let's give the people what they want. That's PIP money. I think Jay would be on board with this, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think so too. Put him on the phone right now. This is a done deal. Yeah, we're idea guys. Awesome. I'm going to call him right now. Cole, Cole you're awesome, dude. That was Thank great. you so much. Thank you yeah. so much for joining us, man. Yeah, what a blast. Let's do it again sometime. Thanks, boys. All right. Well, that was Cole Hammer joining us on Golf Sub Bar. So, Liz, I'm very excited for the Zurich Classic this if year. If he doesn't do it, dude, I laid it up there on a silver platter for him. We're Adam Long's one call away. I'm sure he would not be disappointed. It's not like people are begging to play with Adam. Not be disappointed to play with Cole Hammer. And I just think the world of golf just Long leave. Hammer. Hey, babe, who's winning? Long Hammer. <laughs> Long hammers way out in front. They're strong right now. They're they're stiffening up. I love it, man. That's I hope they do it. That would be incredible. But you know, he's already played in three US Opens. First one when he was fifteen years old, which is I can't imagine being fifteen and hitting balls next to Tiger and Rory McIlroy and trying to trying to play in a major championship. You know, he he's young, so he doesn't have a sophisticated palate yet. We'll get him on the doors at some point, but no surprise. He's just going to put a little cold beer in a trophy when he wins it. Yeah, of course. You know, boots, cowboy hat type of guy. That's a cold beer type of dude. I thought the 
the open at Chambers Bay where he's like, everyone wants to see Tiger, especially as a kid. Like he's on your wall growing up and stuff like that. I don't know that I would be dropping a small bucket in a, in a fairway bunker, though, to hit next to Tig. I'd have probably been like, give me the old sand wedge. Flick a few out there. As I, If all I want to do is watch Tiger Woods, I, I'm probably not putting myself in a position to At lay 15. sod over it and hit it up. But it doesn't matter. But 15, dude. When I mean, we thought Bo Hostler was unbelievable. And he was because he was leading the damn thing. But Until at 17... Cats. And then he got cats, and obviously everything <laughs> went downhill. But 15 years old, I mean, dude, you're, you're a baby in high school, and you're out there. He's Like I said, he's been around for a, a long time, and now he's getting, you know, he's going to be on this pro level for a long time. And he's a couple good – if he could parlay the Sony Open into another two, like there's special temporary memberships sitting there for him. Yeah, he needs it because he had a rough go at Q School where he didn't get very good status on the Corn Ferry Tour. But I'm not worried. You know, maybe a little slow start in his career, but I expect him to do big things. He missed the eight guaranteed by a shot. Ugh, that is, I mean, just that's a that's a tough deal. But he's going to get some starts out there. Don't worry. And he might not, if things go well at Sony, he might not need him. It was a lot of fun, man. The kid's got a lot of personality. Yeah. You know, we get some of the young kids on there a little shy. Cole's not. He, he's he been getting interviews since he was 15, sure. you know? So he ain't no rook. But a lot of fun talking to Cole Hammer. And Sleaze, you and I, we love nice things. But we would also of course. like a good deal even more, probably. We don't like to spend all that money. And Penn Golf was started by a few recent college grads back in 2018 when they couldn't justify spending $400 or more on the latest rangefinder. They knew it was necessary to take their game to the next level, but couldn't pull the trigger on something that, ex- that expensive. Their Prism model is one of the sleekest, most accurate, and affordable rangefinders I've ever used. It's got all the bells and whistles a serious golfer needs. Slope, built-in magnet, vibration, hello, HD screen, and best mm-hmm. of all, it's USB-C rechargeable, and one charge lasts 60 rounds. I mean, <laughs> put your rock form and your pin golf together. You don't even need electricity anymore. Incredible. It also comes in six different colors. It was named by Golf Magazine as the most fashion-forward rangefinder in golf. They've extended their biggest sale of the year just for subpar listeners, where you can get $150 off and get the Prism, Prism model for only $179.99. So head to P-I-N-N-E-D golf.com and use code subpar to get yourself a brand new rangefinder today for only $179.99. What did I say earlier? Holidays coming up. What are guys like? Golf and booze. Drinking. Drinking and golfing. And maybe firing a little bit while you're out there. Got you covered. Sleezing's greetings. Load up. Take care of your people. All right. Well, Sleeze, it's getting into bowl season now. You got a little break. You got a stretch. Thank God, up, by the way. My little. heart can't handle anymore it can't we uh we failed you on football last week we did and we, we both love usc we apologize i was very surprised i didn't know caleb was gonna we got hurt blow yeah. out his hammy or whatever he did but um i was still surprised by that yep but good I news lost is, a lot we did give you victor hovland was 14 to 1 true more yeah, than that makes, makes up for it for, more than makes up all right for so it. not a whole lot going on we got the, um the qbe but we're gonna stay away from that we're just gonna focus on football we're gonna take our favorite nfl game this week perfect and I hate both of these teams. So perfect. I, I don't. They both can't lose. Our, Tie? our wonderful producer Mark, big Giants fan. He they got their hands full this week. The Philadelphia Eagles, as much as it pains me to admit, are freaking good, man. Jalen Hurts, if he's not the front runner for MVP, I don't know what we're doing. The man just absolutely dominates. Whether it's on the ground or through the air, he is killing it. He's way better than I thought he would ever be. The Eagles are six and a half point favorites at the New York Football Giants, coming off an incredible tie against the Washington Commanders. Off the tie in which all I needed was one point to be scored in overtime for the over to hit. Mm. How about that little yeah. beauty? Yeah, the old 40 oh, overtime, perfect. Over. This thing's over. Just another no, stupid rule Nobody's the NFL. Tying. It's the worst. Uh, that was terrible. Hey, play 70 minutes and nothing's going to happen. Yeah, it's just, just add a one to the end of your record at the end. Okay, cool. It's an $80 billion industry. How about we play till somebody wins the damn game? Anyways, I need one more point in that game. Um, that's a good one. Eagles are... I didn't. I didn't see it coming, but they're, some people might. They say. are flying. Their wings are spread. I'm gonna go. But with, I will say, I gotta give a shout out to my Dallas Cowboys. Hung 54 on the Indianapolis Colts. That was an Sunday over, night. also, buddy boy. That one hit the over. That <laughs> over cash. I like where things are going. Odell Beckham Jr. is in town right now visiting. Do you mess it up though? Everything. Do you, Listen, fire. Like, how many more points are you gonna score? If he is, I don't know. You know. I watch all these shows. If he is anywhere close to what we're used to seeing Odell, Odell Beckham be, I don't know how you don't take him. He, I mean, it's just another weapon. Shows up, doesn't get the ball as much as he likes, and all that sort of thing. The energy starts getting weird. I'm okay. just saying, when you got a good thing going, you got Odell Beckham, you got C.D. Lamb, you got Tony Pollard coming out of the back catching passes. Like who? Who you want to stop? Who are you going to try to stop? 
I'll tell you what he should do. Get on a plane, go to Denver. <laughs> Come be a part of that. No, no, he wants offense, to be in the playoffs. Which gets me to my pick, which is two teams I hate right now, Colt. The Denver Broncos are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, Denver put up a big nine this past week. We got three field Almost goals on the digits. board. We got three field goals on the board. Should be enough to win. Defense gave up 10. What are they doing? Idiots. I'm going under <laughs> 43 and a half because guess what? We can't fucking score a point at all, ever. Russell Wilson has... I read on Twitter, and Twitter's right all the time, that he has. they compared the Denver Bronco offense to some individual. I can't remember who it was. 14 TDs to 14 TDs. Yeah, quarter they, bill. They don't have it, bud. They're in so, a, so that's more than one a game. I was like, I can't remember a game other than the Raiders where we put more than a couple tubbies on the board. Who's more pissed off about spending $240 million, the Arizona Cardinals or the Denver Broncos right now? No, us. At least Kyler gives them a freaking prayer. That's fair. People might not like him, but Russell's not really well liked, and he doesn't score. Speaking of everything that is true on Twitter, yeah. the Steph Curry video. Not real. I sent it to you. I got it from like four different people in like a 30-minute stretch. I was like, guys, there's these... You see things like this come out on Twitter sometime where it's just some outrageous, crazy, like a football throw or what. Like when, remember when Brady was throwing it into the jug machine backwards and it was getting stuck in the jug? I was like, like they can do. It's funny though, because Steph is the only dude on planet Earth where people are like, believable. that might be real. But yeah. the way it was going, like you could actually see the ball the whole way. Yeah. You could see the ball that he made before bouncing. It's crazy how they and do I'm just that like, stuff. If this is real, this is the greatest athletic achievement I've ever seen. And Steph's the only dude on planet Earth where you immediately, like, you'd watch it again and be like, is that real? And I just love the way he's just, no. just hooking it. Like hooks from full oh court. Just, just splashing. Um, yeah, that one made its rounds. Real quick before we go. Yeah. If you ever are in the market for new health insurance mm -hmm. and you go online to look at it, do not give them your phone number because for the past three days, I've had 97 phone calls. No, I don't. Would never I do not like them. Put any of that. I might there. have to change my number because of this. Health insurance. You, just, you ever had a drink? Nope. You ever <laughs> thought about drinking? Uh-uh. Smoke? Never. How many drinks do you have a week? Why do you ask such personal what do you questions? Eat? Only vegetables. Strictly just lie about everything. All right. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar.